atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for March 21st in the year of our Lord 2020. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingers. Tips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for restoration. I'm going to say that again. We reject revolution. We stand for restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. A couple of housekeeping duties before we rock and roll. Wow, you know we're live six days a week, right? Most hosts are live five days a week. We used to do a three-hour show, five days a week. We dropped it to a two-hour show, but six days a week. It's 12 hours instead of 15 hours, but... We believe less is more. Who can listen to us for 15 hours, first of all? You know what? Nobody in their right mind can listen to all that radio, right? Secondly, um, we basically feel like if we're live six days a week, we have more round-the-clock news coverage. And we are syndicated via Liberty News Radio, a news network with news at the top and bottom of the hour. Top of the hour, Salem Radio News. Bottom of the hour, USA News. Some people say, Sam, why are you guys so heavy on the mainstream press stuff? Don't you know the mainstream press is a bunch of, you know, fake newsers and dishonest folks and everything? You know, I know that. But I would say that USA Radio News and Salem Radio News are two Christian news services. Are they perfect? No. Are they better than most? By far. Uh, And we got to keep an eye on what's going on in the news. And so when you get news top of the bottom of the hour, twice an hour, you get live, relevant, reality you know, news. And if we don't do news at the top of the bottom of the hour, talk show hosts have to have a break, folks. They just do. You've got to go to the restroom. You've got to have time to get a guest on. You've got to have time to catch up on your show notes or get your next quote segments ready. Sometimes you reorder stories depending on things that people say. It goes on and on. It's complicated behind the scenes to run radio. It's not just we can talk for an hour straight with no breaks. We can talk that long. That's not the point. The point is you got to have time behind the scenes to, to get things together. What happens if I call a guest and the guest isn't there that second? Then I got to call him back and call him back until I get him. Either that or completely change the, the program on the fly. I'm good at both. I'm good at all that. But it does take time to do those things. And so anyway, we, we do news at the top and the bottom of the hour. We pick the best news services that we can. In fact, people say, well, why don't you create your own news service, Sam? You could do better than they can. You're right. We can and we have and we've done it. But the problem is uh, things happen. So we got funding for a news service, and we cranked up a news service called Liberty News Daily. And it was incredible. <clears throat> but the problem is the guy that was doing the news for us passed away. And then it's hard to get newscasters that'll do something around the clock. So you can't just do news when it feels good or when you want to. you got to do it all the time. So the guy passed away, and then we lost our funding and couldn't get other people to do it. So it's a money thing. It's a people thing. It's, it's all that. So anyway, we use Salem at the top, USA at the bottom, twice an hour, 24-7 news service that's fresh Christian content news, the best we can find. If you've got a better news service, tell us about it. 
we are interested, but there's some prerequisites. It's got to be 24-7. It's got to be solid, and it's got to be real-time. You add that as a framework, top and bottom of the air, and then you plug in a bunch of incredible talk show hosts around the clock. Not 24-7, because you know what? You don't need a live host overnight. In fact, some of our content content is so compelling that, you know what? you got to repeat some of the things we talk about on the radio. So I'm on the radio, um, Mountain Time, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., and then we rebroadcast 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., Monday through Friday. I'm on the radio live on Saturdays, but we got some great live content Saturday evenings, James Edwards and Eddie Miller and others. And so, you know what? We don't repeat everything all the time. But we repeat because we believe our content so fresh, so unique, so inspiring, so encouraging uh, that it's that it's vital. I and mean, when you talk about promoting God, family, and country, who does that? We do. When you talk about protecting life, liberty, and property in the traditions of the founding fathers, who does that? We do. So uh, I'm not trying to be cocky, but I am trying to say we provide a very unique service in the industry. A very unique service indeed. Top and bottom of the hour, Christian news services, Christian talk hosts around the clock. We're very Christian, but we're a commercial radio network, so we're not nonprofit. We're not, um, you know, too over the top, you know, churchy. We're not a religious um, show per se. Uh, But you know what? God, family, and country is at the core of all we do, folks. How do you like that for a commercial enterprise? You say, why are you commercial, not nonprofit, Sam? Because there's all kinds of government regulating nonprofits. That's why. Or government regulations. We don't want those regulations. We want to be commercial. It's not bad to be patriots for profit. We want to make money. We want to grow. We want to progress. We want to do well. And we want you to do the same. There's nothing wrong with that. And we don't hide that. We don't make a lot of money in radio, but you know what? Thank heavens we're able to stay on the air, and it's because of people like you that donate. We are listener-supported. We have very few advertisers because, you know what? Advertisers want to control what you say. So we have very few advertisers that are very like-minded. Not only are we uh, moving, we moved uh, years ago from three hours a day, five days a week, to two hours a day, six days a week. That's less programming, you could say. We're 12 hours of live radio, and hey, the other hosts are 15. But you got to understand how many commercials they run versus how many we run. Believe it or not, I, in three hours, uh, let me say it over, I, in two hours, have as much talk time as Glenn Beck does in three hours, or Rush Limbaugh, or any of the other big hosts in three hours. Why? Because they run so many commercials, that's why. You literally take a, a Glenn Beck broadcast and strip all the commercials and all the out of it, it's about an hour and a half of radio. In the three hours, you're getting an hour and a half about of live content. We have that in two hours, folks. I kid you not. Plus, at the top and the bottom of the hour, providing incredible news. I don't think most of them provide news at the bottom of the hour. Anyway, we're way different in who we are and what we do and what we focus on and everything else. I digress, except I wanted to tell you all that. I want, I want you to remember, if you're a new listener, you don't know those things. If you're an old listener, you need to be reminded of how much less commercial time we have, how much more talk time. You need to be reminded that we're six days a week, not five. You need to be reminded of how much we really cover with the top of the bottom of the hour news Christian services and then with our incredible talk filling in and the relevant information. We have unique headlines. We either have a story they don't cover at all or we have a unique focus on a story they'll never tell you about. We are the new media ticket center stage, ladies and gentlemen, and therefore we need your financial donations. We fund this out of our own pocket, out of the love of the news, love of the educational opportunities to promote the sacred cause of liberty. We fund it out of our own pockets with very few advertisers and with the good help of Christian Americans that care, that believe we're providing a valuable service. Donate today 
at libertynewsradio.com. Please, please do so. All right, now, we also are live and on demand. Now, some of our on-demand services are having trouble, and some of our live services are having trouble. Google changed the game in their browsers, and the old links that we used to have just flat out don't work anymore. So we've taken down some old Shoutcast 1.0 servers, and we've replaced them with modern IceCast 2.0 servers. And so some of our links don't work. I'm having trouble getting a hold of TuneIn to get them to update our stream link so the live links work. That's taken down a lot of our devices. Uh, I filled out the form. I don't know how to get a hold of TuneIn more than I've already done. They haven't responded to my request to get our stream updated. I don't know what to do about it. I don't know how in this coronavirus world, I don't know how to get a hold of anybody. I don't know what else I can do. Same thing with our um, live on-demand phone service where you call and listen. That thing's down. Um, you know what? Uh, uh, Zeno Media is who's in charge of that. They bought it over, bought it out from Audio Now, but I can't get a hold of Zeno Media for my life. Now, I get them to email me all the time, begging me to sign up and use their services, but every email and every phone number and everything that I have, I can't get a hold of anybody. Uh, I don't understand it. I don't know if the coronavirus is taking them down. I don't know what's going on. Our prayers are with them, but I, I'm just having a hard time with all these changes and being able to implement them across our vast ways to listen. So that's the negative. The positive is we are here. We're not going anywhere. We're not giving up. We're not doing a gazillion rebroadcast because of the coronavirus outbreak or any of those things. We are live and on your radio and dedicated to you, my fellow Americans. We believe you are part of our liberty-loving family. And we care about you, and we consider you family, and we spend as much time with you as we possibly can. As a result, though, we do need your support, folks. I'm telling you right now, it's thin pickings when it comes to cash and funding and paying our bills. So we do need your help. LibertyRoundtable.com is our show website. With live and on-demand radio at your fingertips, incredible articles and donation links and more. Uh, but Liberty News Radio dot com is our nationally syndicated radio network that's one of them there's another partner of ours called lovingliberty.net does a phenomenal job they have around the clock talk hosts as well donating to them is valuable okay they're the ones that have the incredible phone apps that you can download for iphone and android and everything else lovingliberty.net and you say well who the heck are all these people look it's very clear there's two radio networks that have partnered up on programming liberty news radio and lovingliberty.net we're all together folks we're working together Different ownerships on those two networks. Why do we have so many entities? We don't, want us, we don't want them to take us down. We don't want a single source where they can just simply threaten somebody and then we're done. Okay, we want to spread our programming out and tell the tale of liberty around the clock 24-7. That's who we are. That's what we do. And we beg for your support. Not to fund our families. Not to let us go to Disneyland. Okay, I work all day and I have a day job. I'm not begging for your money. For me. But I am saying if you could help cover some of the equipment costs and some of the syndication costs and the streaming costs and the, I mean, it's expensive to do this stuff, right? Do you want us to travel and do things on site? It's really expensive. Not only do I got to take a day off work to be on site somewhere and broadcast, but I got to <clears throat> somehow fund the trip too. Now, I know we're not traveling a lot right now because of the coronavirus, but look, we appeared at the Republican National Convention live. At the Donald Trump inauguration live. That's just to name a few recent times in the last several years that we've done. We've been on site from so many. We were live for all kinds of things. We had a man on the ground when that, what, Missouri fiasco happened, remember? The, that gentleman got killed, that black guy, and it was a big fiasco in Missouri. We had people on the ground for that kind of stuff. That's because this is the one and only. LovingLiberty.net, Liberty News Radio. The 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. I'd invite Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest, it's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no way. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. Then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. All right, Sam Bushman live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm doing a little bit of the housekeeping duties and telling you, you know what, we're on the air six days a week, two hours a day. It's less programming than a lot of hosts, three hours a day, five days a week. But I'm telling you right now, because we have less commercials, more talk time, we cover just as much and better coverage around the clock. News at the top and bottom of the hour by two great Christian news services. Hard-hitting talk. In the meantime, we need your financial support. LibertyRoundTable.com, LibertyNewsRadio.com, LovingLiberty.net are the three places you can donate. You say, well, which one do I donate to, Sam? Whichever one you like the best. Whichever one you feel like, hey, um, is easiest and, and that you use and listen to. Uh, but we're all making a difference the best we can. Now, I, I, I'm telling you that we're having some trouble with some of our streams. Spread the word. Tell your neighbors. Uh, LovingLiberty.net is a great way to get a live stream, to get a phone app for your Android or your iPhone. Our phone listen line by phone number are down. We can't help it. Xeno Media is the company we partner with for that. I can't get a hold of them for the life of me. Okay. Secondly, um, TuneIn is down. That means the Alexa player and a lot of those things are not working. I can't help it. I'm trying to get a hold of TuneIn. I'm doing everything that I can. But Google has changed their browsers <clears throat> to where the old style Shoutcast links don't work anymore. The old 1.0 protocol Shoutcast links don't work. Can't help it. Nothing I can do about it. I didn't cause it. It was working for literally years. Well over a decade. And you know what? I can't. Do so we've got the new links up. We're spreading the word the best we can. And we pray for your uh, patience and indulgence and support and financial, uh, etc. Everything is, would be helpful. Uh, all right. Now, yesterday we had our guest on, Mr. Richard Mack, CSPOA.org, for two hours. Me, Kurt, and Richard were on the roundtable. 
And we talked about some of these out-of-control states, and there's a fine line. The state of Utah is doing pretty good. Governor Herbert's doing a pretty good job where he's trying to really restrict the spread of the coronavirus by social distancing and by recommendations. There's very few mandates in the state of Utah right now. You can travel. The borders aren't locked. You know, he's doing a pretty good job. He has said, hey, don't sit down at dining in restaurants. Uh, and some would say, does he have authority to do that? I would say, yes, he does temporarily. Uh, others would say, no, he doesn't. The debate rages on. But I believe governors and the president have real power or quite a bit of latitude on a short-term basis. On an emergency basis, they can do quite a bit. Um, and I don't believe in the Emergency Powers Act because I think that goes against the Constitution. But I do believe there is some broad authority temporarily to take care of things. The question becomes over time, uh, they need to back off or else they need to get legislative backing and support for their efforts. I digress except to say that I believe that some states are doing well, like Utah and many others. But I believe two states specifically and a city are totally out of control. New York is way out of control. New York City primarily. The mayor wants to crack down hard and create almost a tyranny. The governor is not so sure and wants to kind of back off a little bit. The mayor of New York is criticizing President Trump, saying he's not doing enough. He's too lackadaisical on this. And the governor of New York saying, no, he's doing a good job. So there's a rift there going on. But two main states, I believe, are totally out of control. Governor Newsom of California orders all of California to shelter in place. Now, that's almost a martial law. Now, the purists would argue with me and say, no, Sam, that's not true. Martial law is flat out military lockdown, uh, you know, shoot on sight, guns out if you don't comply stuff. This isn't like that. This is just a shelter in place, which means we're ordering you to stay home, but you are allowed to leave and go to essential services. You're able to go to the hospital. You're able to go to a pharmacy. You're even able to, um, you know, go to a restaurant and pick up or have something delivered. It's not a lockdown. Essential services are available and non-essential services are shut down. You're right technically, but I'm saying in America that really starts to flirt with too much power, folks. So I believe Governor Newsom of California with his, quote, shelter in place is over the top out of control. Not necessary. Okay, they're making this pandemic out to just be the end of the world scenario. And they, they, they cross a line where they create too much panic and government takes too much control. And the sad part is, Oftentimes, they might back off on their control some, but they usually take away liberty along the way. Be very aware. Those who want liberty and safety uh, and they you know, put liberty on the altar over safety or put safety over liberty, they're in trouble because they always lose freedom. Don't do it. The Founding Fathers even warned us against this. Now, Pennsylvania governor, guy's name is Tom Wolf. He's out of control too, man. All right. He announced in his state of Pennsylvania that all... Non-life-sustaining businesses have been ordered to close their physical locations. Now, what does that mean? Life-saving businesses? That's different than essential. It goes even further. So it's out of control. And the American people are being manipulated big time. All right, Rasmussen poll says 25% of voters are willing to delay the November elections over a, quote, precautionary measure because of the coronavirus. See, that's out of control. It's literally seven months away or whatever, six months away, right? May, June, July, August, September, October, November, seven, six, seven months away, and we're willing to already 25% say we'll delay the elections? You say, well, wait a minute, the primaries are already being delayed in some states. You're right. But when does it become election tampering over this? There's a lot of ways to vote. I call voting an essential or a life-saving 
necessity. And I take our votes very seriously. Now, I know the libertarians among us would say, well, why even vote? It doesn't do any good anyway. There's vote fraud everywhere. And they've got a point. Nevertheless, we need to vote. It's our sacred obligation and duty, in my opinion. But look, folks, in Italy, which has been the hardest hit besides China of any country, listen carefully to what I'm saying to you. 99% of the corona cases who died because of corona in Italy had other illnesses that were severe underlying causes of their death. Nobody's mentioning this, but um, Bloomberg released this detail. I think that's really, really, really important. 99% had underlying conditions that caused their deaths. Now, that doesn't mean their deaths are any less important, but it does illustrate that, look, um, the elderly, those who have pre-existing conditions are really vulnerable for this. But most people are not. We talked about it in Washington State. That's in the United States, the state that's been hit the hardest, right? They got a population of 7.5 million people in Washington State. 17,000 people have been tested for the coronavirus. So out of 7.5 million people, only 17,000 have been tested. Only 1,187 were positive. 1,187 positive out of 7.5 million. You want to know how many have died? Death toll was at 66 as of Thursday. Now, I haven't pulled later numbers, but so you're talking about 7.5 million people. 66 people have died. That's not the kind of thing where you literally shut down societies and put people under uh, shelter-in-place orders or that you say all non-life-saving services need to be closed. I mean, that's out of control. Believe it or not, there's a Stanford professor, professor that agrees with me. Johnny Onus is his name, and he said, quote, data indicates that we are severely overreacting to coronavirus. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not serious. It's serious indeed. And the problem is that if you, as a government official, whether it be state or local or federal or wherever, if you don't take this like crazy, then they say you're too soft and you're letting people die and it's all your fault. If you go too hard, you're called a tyrant, right? And so where's the middle ground? And I personally think that Donald Trump has done a pretty good job of not ordering anything, but saying, hey, we need to really practice social distancing. We should really, you know, slow things. But at what point do you push too hard and it becomes a commerce problem where you're going to melt down the economy and create a, well, U.S. Bank says we're already in a recession. So create a depression because that's next after recession, right? They say a recession's when your buddy doesn't have his job and or a depression's when you don't have yours, right? But okay, you look at this and you go, how hard is too hard? And what they claim is, well, we gotta separate people and we gotta slow down these infections. They know they can't stop them, but they wanna slow them down so that we don't have such a quote, run on the hospitals. I get that need. But I also get the, you know what? If you stop this spike and supposedly flatten the curve is what they call it or whatever else. What you do is you delay the herd immunity that we need. The other point is you delay where economic takes a toll. So, you know, would I rather get sick with a coronavirus or lose my job? That's really the discussion. Would I rather get sick with a coronavirus or lose my job? And I submit to you that I would rather get sick with a coronavirus. Not that I want corona. Don't misunderstand me. I don't want sickness. I'm not trying to be weird here, but I'm saying most people, 
80-plus percent don't have any problem when they get the coronavirus. They just get sick, and they get over it, and they move along. And the more people that do that, if we get enough people that get that done, then we've got herd immunity that they always talk about. For some reason, with herd immunity, they want to wait for the vaccine, and then everybody will take the vaccine, and they say they can achieve herd immunity that way. But I think there's a better way than that. All right, we'll talk about it in seconds. Liberty Roundtable Live. I am Sam Bushman on your radio. Listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Wendy King. To try to contain the coronavirus, 75 million Americans are now being asked to stay home. Jobless claims have been skyrocketing. Economists at Goldman Sachs predict the next report will show two and a quarter million Americans filed for unemployment in the past week. White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Dr. Deborah Burks says new data finds the virus is more fatal in men. This new data about the male-female ratio is really quite striking, and you're absolutely right. From age 50 on, it almost twice as many men are dying as women. Also, there are now reports that a member of Vice President Pence's staff has tested positive for the virus. A spokesman said the person had no recent contact with Vice President Pence or President Trump. This is USA Radio News. Hello, this is Wayne Allen Root, relentless conservative warrior, middle-class warrior, and always Trump warrior. I have a message for my fellow patriots across America. President Trump is making America great again. He's the only president in my lifetime who is keeping his promises, and his biggest promise is to build that wall. President Trump can only do it with our help. If Congress won't fund Trump's wall, we will. President Trump is one man against the world, and what globalists and socialists around the world want is clear, open borders. It's time to take a stand. We either build a wall, or it's the end of the greatest nation of world history ever blessed by God. That's why I founded the Root for the Wall Pack. 63 million Trump voters together will raise the money President Trump needs for the wall. Anyone who donates $100 or more will get a beautiful commemorative wall brick. Display it proudly. Call 844-ROOT-WALL. That's toll free. 844-ROOT-WALL. Or go to rootwall.com. We will build this wall together. Call 844-ROOT-WALL. Or go to rootwall.com. Root for the Wall Pack. Pay for it. Responsible for the content of this message. Not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. Rootwall.com. President Trump has declared New York State to be a major disaster area. He's hoping to get federal help for the state that is now the hardest hit by the coronavirus and is now essentially shut down. We need everyone to be safe. With New York officially on social distancing lockdown, Governor Andrew Cuomo is ordering everyone off the streets except for the most essential workers. And today we're bringing it to 100 percent of the workforce uh, must stay home. The move came after California's governor, Gavin Newsom, issued a similar order, saying without drastic action, more than half of the state's 40 million residents would be infected. 
The statewide orders are only allowing essential businesses to stay open, including pharmacies, gas stations, and grocery stores. Other states with stay-at-home orders: Illinois and Connecticut. You're listening to USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, so I'm putting it bluntly to the American people, ladies and gentlemen. Would you rather get coronavirus or lose your job? All right, and that's kind of what we're talking about here. Because look, the more they quote flatten the curve, as they call it, the more they prevent the spike. Several things happen. Number one, you don't get through the coronavirus near as fast. And you delay, delay, delay people getting it. You don't stop people from getting it. Okay, those who are going to get it are going to get it. Those who aren't, aren't. Now you can say, well, Sam, no, that's not right. If we, you know, it can peter out and we can, you know, maybe. But I'm telling you, they're not even talking about you not getting it. They're just saying they'll slow down the spread. All right, but when you slow down the spread, what you do is you turn it into an economic discussion as opposed to an illness or a healthcare discussion. Look, if you get the coronavirus now, 80 plus percent of the people that get it We'll have mild symptoms and they'll be just fine. It'll suck for a little bit like the flu or anything else. But then you'll eventually have this, quote, herd immunity. And you'll have it relatively quickly. If you slow it down or flatten the curve or prevent people from getting it, practice social distancing, do all these things, what you're going to do is you're going to say, yep, that's right. We can <clears throat> prevent some people from getting it, but most people will get it. It just won't be a run on the hospitals or, or it won't be as bad societally, if you will. Um, but then what you do is you spread it out to where herd immunity takes forever to get, if at all. Right. If they're successful and not very many people get people get the virus, then you don't create this herd immunity. They love to talk about when it comes to vaccinations. They love to promote vaccinations to gain herd immunity. What about the just the normal illness to gain herd immunity? Well, they're not talking about that. But when they flatten out this curve, what they do, folks, is they create an economic disaster. So because they're going to flatten out the curve, then they say, well, by golly, we got to do something. We can't just let society melt down. So by flattening out the curve, by creating this social distancing, by shutting down a lot of these places, by literally creating a shelter in place across the country, it's happening to 75 plus million Americans in some states that are the most tyrannical right now. But what you do is you destroy not only the United States economy, but the world economy in the process. And then because they've destroyed the economy over this, quote, mandated or beg and pleading you or whatever, depending on the state and the locale that you're in. Right. Restriction of travel, social distancing. We can go on and on and on. Okay, Then you create this economic crisis and then you say, well, by golly, there's an economic crisis. We got to have the government now deal with the economic crisis, by golly. So see, every crisis they create, the answer for them is always the government. Always. So now the federal government, believe it or not, released a hundred page plan on how it plans to combat or address the coronavirus. In this 100-page plan, experts are warning, listen carefully, that Americans should expect significant disruption in their daily lives over the next 18 months. Well, you want to know why you got significant disruption in your daily life? Because the government's literally mandating this significant disruption. They say the plan, this 100-page-plus plan, lays out three, quotes phases or stages for what they call disease response. The first one is called initial containment response. They say it's failed already. 
They say mitigation in effective communities, which has also already failed. So their two phases of their three phases in government has already failed. The third phase is what they're calling full community mitigation, which federal and state governments are in the midst of enacting right now. And that's where I believe the problem is. Okay? We are solving this by going to the government. And what we want to do is we want to have everybody get a massive government handout, an incredible redistribution of wealth. And what we're doing is we're giving up our liberty and we're trading it for, quote, supposed economic security. But I'm telling you, you're going to have neither. The answer is not to flat out stop the spread of the coronavirus. That isn't the answer. Because if you don't develop herd immunity soon for this thing, then what happens when, quote, coronavirus or COVID-19 or it's really called SARS 2.0? Okay, this is a SARS-based virus. All these viruses that you're seeing, they change the names because they don't want you to catch on to this. But the reality is it's nothing more than an updated version and an updated version and a mutated version and a maybe manipulated in the lab version. Who knows? Let's not spiral into conspiracy, but let's highlight this. It's nothing more than the next version of the same kind of a virus. Oh, it behaves differently. It's got different properties to it because they keep tampering with it, either nature and or man or both, right? In the end of the day, though, what happens when, you know what? Coronavirus 3.0 and 4.0 and 5.0 and 6.0 comes out over the next several years. Um, this prevention of herd immunity via the social distancing and the lockdowns and the preventing of the spread of this virus only makes the population more vulnerable for the next round, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be clear. And I will challenge any psychologist, any psychiatrist, any healthcare professional, any doctor, anybody from the CDC, anybody from the WHO. I'll challenge all you people about this. Okay, uh, it's just going to get worse. And the more herd mentality, you, or, I'm sorry, herd immunity you create for this, naturally, the better off we are. So when 80 plus percent of the people just have mild symptoms and 15 percent of the people have more severe symptoms, but only 5 percent end up in the hospital. And out of that 5 percent that end up in the hospital, we don't even know for sure what percent die yet. But many people are speculating that it's about 1 percent. Well, I don't even believe that it's 1%. There's no factual basis or, or, or verification of that. That's just a guess by the experts. We call that a wag, a wild egg ass, right? Okay, but I submit that's even overstated. We don't even know that. How do I say that? Why, why would I be able to say such a thing? Listen to me carefully, ladies and gentlemen. In the United States, how many people have been tested? And how many people in the United States have been killed from it? we got a population of 325 million people in the United States, and we have about 100 people that have died. Now, that's sad. I'm not dismissing those 100 deaths. It's important, but it's a minuscule number. You say, well, no, Sam, compared to the amount of people we've tested, by golly, the numbers are quite high. Yeah, but I don't know how many false positives you have in your tests. We know the first round of the testing uh, kits that you guys sent out were so bogus you had to recall them, and now we're supposed to trust the kits implicitly i don't think so now when they never let a good crisis go to waste as rom emmanuel has lovingly said i'm not comfortable at all with what i'm seeing about this stuff i don't know if the tests are accurate 
I know this. It's very hard to get a test. Only the rich and the elite and the special privileged people are even getting the tests. You would say, oh, no, Sam, they're prioritizing it by those who are in the hospital and health workers first. Maybe, but that doesn't justify why every celebrity and rich person and members of the NBA are getting more tests than anybody else. (laughs) The NBA, those guys aren't health workers. Those guys aren't the elderly. Those guys are some of the most fit people, the celebrities and professionals and famous people. And, 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 and those, they're some of the most fit people ever. You can't tell me they're on the top of the list because they're in the hospital or they've got health care issues or underlying health issues or they're the most vulnerable among our, amongst our population. You can't tell me that. You're lying to me. All right. So it isn't really true. Uh, and, and you can't trust them. And when they're taking these unprecedented efforts to literally crack down on society and literally destroy the economy, and they're literally saying we've got a 100-page plan and two, two points or two phases out of our three-phase plan have already failed, you think that's where I want to turn for trust? You think that's where I want to go for solutions? So I'm not downing my government officials, but I'm saying to you, most of these government officials are caught where they, you know what, if they don't act, they get criticized heavily. If they do act too much, they get tyrannical criticism if they how do they respond and i'm defending them a little bit because i would hate to be in their situation there's no good answer but we're not even talking about the real solutions if you were to say this we need the elderly we need males over 50 those are the people that are hit hardest males over 50 we need smokers we need people with underlying conditions we need pregnant women and people that have compromised immune systems to really isolate not by force but by choice we're going to educate you folks. And you know what? If you don't isolate these people, if you don't get people that have masks to take care of them so that they don't get the virus, a lot of them will die. It's a tragedy. It's horrible, but it's a reality. And educate to that reality as much as you can. And then say, but the rest of society needs to live together normally. And the sooner we spread this virus around to everybody and get herd immunity, the better. And the sooner we can kind of rifle through this thing and get it behind us, the better. Otherwise, we're going to absolutely destroy the economy and society. But what they want to do is they want to remake society over the next 18, 24 months. They want to change society to where it's never going to be the same again, ever. And it all bodes well for their agenda for government to take more power. Every time there's a problem, government agitates and then says, but we're here to serve you. We're here to help you trade more of your security for liberty. Oh, yes, we've got your back. We'll, and, and, okay, and they're moving towards that. Even Donald Trump, who I think a lot of is moving towards this because no one has the guts like me or others to stand up against it. Okay, this is serious indeed. And I'm standing against it not because I don't take the virus seriously. I do. But there's different ways to go about this and there's a big debate about what the best way uh, to work through this is and i think you isolate the most vulnerable among us the best you can and you don't do it by force but you do it through education and you really give people an understanding how to take care of this and then you provide natural health and healing solutions like vitamin d vitamin c fresh air plenty of sleep plenty of water and hydration Uh, and you really work on protecting those people And you let the rest deal with it normally, that's the fastest way we'll get over this thing, folks. But nobody is giving you that advice. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. 
His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com. to the listening ear. Listening professionals dedicated to hearing you. Hello, listening ear. Who am I listening to? Um, Carrie, but I was calling my mom. Yes, you were, but your mom was so busy she felt it was important for you to have someone who could completely focus on listening to you and you alone. So she subscribed to our service. Go ahead, I'm listening. Well, I'm not quite sure. Where to start? Well, I can listen to school issues like science projects. I can listen to boy problems, although that's an extra $3 per call because of the emotional drain on me. How about we start with how you wish you had made cheerleader? I didn't try out for cheerleader. Um, this isn't uh, Mary? Carrie. I'm Carrie. Oh, oh, sorry. There is no substitute for a loving parent. And when you really listen, love is what they'll hear. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. So I've got a completely different response to the coronavirus than others. I'm saying you really need to educate and really need to really teach and train and offer support for those who would take care of the elderly, males above 50, Smokers, people with underlying immune system issues, people who have other health problems, uh, because those are the most vulnerable people among us. And you could really train and really provide support. You could have nurse and doctor and PA and whatever um, people around the clock that would be calling lines for each state. You don't need to even have the federal government involved, but for each state organized to say, hey, let's give people who are taking care of people at home. You need to really isolate and protect those who are the most vulnerable. And we could use masks and we could really dig into this and take care of them and protect them. Give them a lot of vitamin C, a lot of vitamin D, plenty of water, plenty of hydration. And we should let this virus rocket through society and protect the most innocent so they don't get it because they might die. Uh, And you know what? Then we should let the rest of us get a herd mentality or a herd immunity right away. Because then we literally can hopefully um, prevent the outbreak in the future of new versions of this virus. You say, Sam, that won't work because the viruses mutate and change. No, but you know what? It helps to some degree. If you're going to play that game with me about the virus has changed, then the flu vaccine has no validity either. Because remember, they create which flu vaccines they can handle based on previous ones, and they hope it helps with the next ones. So I'm relying on the herd immunity they mainly claim are so valuable for vaccinations. That's why everybody's got to get vaccinated because they'll develop herd immunity. Well, if the mutations change so fast, then your, your whole argument falls apart. If your argument's true that we develop herd immunity, and even though it's not perfect, it's better than nothing, and it takes us a long way and mutes the uh, uh, hostility that viruses have on the bodies going forward of those who, are, who have re- achieved herd immunity, then your argument lasts in my case as well. 
So you know what? You can't have it both ways. People don't play games with me. All right. So the bottom line is we need to really do this. And you would say, Sam, that's insanity. But I'm going to ask you, would you rather have your job or get the coronavirus? Because if you don't get the coronavirus um, and everybody shelters in place and everybody melts down for literally, as the government has told us, 12 to 18 months, maybe even longer, I don't believe half of us will have a job after that. Okay? Would you rather have your job and get the coronavirus and stay home for a little bit? 80 plus percent of us get over it. Pretty dang easy. 10% of us, 15% of us do, um, well, a pretty rough stint but still survive and get over it. Very few people literally die. Would you rather do that and keep your job and get over this thing like fairly quickly and get life somewhat back to normal, whatever that new normal will be? Or would you rather lose your job and say, hey, I got the coronavirus too. I just got it later. Or I didn't get the coronavirus at all, but I lost my job. And that's really what we're coming to. What the government's trying to do is say, we can have our cake and we can eat it too. All right. They're saying if we slow down this virus and if we provide massive, massive, massive government infusion of cash, we can give you money so you, well, even if you lose your job, you'll be okay. The government will take care of you. Cradle to grave, baby. Womb to tomb kind of a thing. Okay. That's a lie, too. Because if you're not very careful and you give too much stimulus, you will destroy the whole economy. And what they want out of this eventually, at least the socialists that are all on the Democratic ticket side, they're saying we want a UBI. What do you say that is, Sam? It's a universal basic income. They want to give everybody $1,000 a month individually forever. Then you wouldn't even have to work. Okay, these people are crazy. All right, now I like a lot of the private sector solutions that are being provided. A landlord says he won't collect rent during the coronavirus outbreak. Now I get that everybody can't do that, but what a nice private sector gesture, huh? There's a lot of ways we can go about this thing. And I get preventing people from international travel because you don't want to spread it from country to country. I get that. It's not like we all just want to run around and spread the virus intentionally. But I'm saying live together naturally and normally. Take a few extra precautions. Social distancing a little bit has some value. I say a little bit, meaning, hey, stay six feet away from people. Spend extra time cleaning surfaces. There's no doubt there's value in those things. You want to slow down the coronavirus spread enough to not overwhelm hospitals, but you want to let it spread enough to develop herd immunity is the perfect balance, is it not? I challenge any health expert, if we could achieve uh, not overwhelming hospitals, reducing the number of casualties, spreading it to develop herd immunity as soon as possible, um, that balance would be the best we could get. Slowing it down a little bit. I believe the six feet of social distancing I believe the the voluntarily staying home whenever you can. I believe the avoiding the massive crowds uh, by voluntary choice and education is a good thing. Protecting the most innocent among us. When I say innocent, I mean vulnerable and at risk among us. uh, Is a good idea. The elderly. Men, twice as many as women, die from the coronavirus. So men, elderly people. People with compromised immune systems, let's isolate and protect them and provide real support for doctors and nurses and experts to provide hotlines to really help people in the field that are taking care of their loved ones. Teach them to use masks, teach them to clean surfaces and teach them to isolate these people and protect them. That's good. But they can't have complete isolation. Otherwise, they're almost in prison 
almost solitary confinement, if you will. How do we isolate them so they don't get the disease, but yet spend time with our loved ones? Well, you do that through proper etiquette, through proper training, through, okay, you can really make a difference for these people. You can get vitamin C and vitamin D, get them some fresh air on occasion with social distancing practices in place. You can do all those things and and get them plenty of sunlight and fresh air. There's a lot that can be done, folks, but we're not really talking about any of these solutions. We're just talking about panic and fear. Anybody that gets the virus, oh my gosh, it's a death sentence, lie. It's not for 95 plus percent of the people. What percent? I don't know. But I submit the death casualty rate is overstated. You say, why, Sam, do you say that? Because most of the people that are dead came from China uh, and some of these other places, Italy. But Italy says 99 plus percent of the cases had an underlying condition. A compromised immune system condition. China has got the most greatest smoking population in the world. So old men that smoke and that live in China where there's just absolute pollutants in the air due to their factories and and, and no uh, appropriate measures in place, you have that kind of an environment, no doubt you're going to go down to this disease. Your immune systems are so compromised. Okay, So this death toll is literally manipulated out of control. It isn't accurate or true in normal populations, not even close. And they act like they know what the numbers are, but they don't have a clue. They're guessing at best. And so I'm not here to attack every government official that's trying to slow the spread of the virus. I think it's wise to some degree to do so. I'm not attacking the point that we need to really protect the most vulnerable among us. I really think we need to do so. But this idea that government's going to solve all your problems, government's going to give you a big old stipend of cash, and everybody's going to stay home, and we literally wreck and remake the economy over this, is absolutely a bridge too far, to say the least, to borrow a colloquialism, if you will. All right, the State Department issued a level four travel advisory urging Americans against all international travel and asking Americans to come home or you'll get stuck wherever you are. You know what? I get that and, and agree that that's a wise purpose because there's no need just to bring in populations that are intentionally or have a great chance of being infected into our societies. Let's let natural flow of people and commerce and for the most part, take place, but let's limit the most extreme. Okay, that's why I say let's not pack 5,000 people into a stadium all close together breathing the same air or pack 250 people on a plane all breathing the same air. Let's not do those things. Let's not let people come from overseas that have a greater, a significant, out-of-line chance of being infected come over and just infect everybody. Let's not do those things. So let's avoid the very extremes. Let's put in place some voluntary best practice solutions but let's not get too extreme donald trump announced that the fda has approved the testing of a drug usually used to treat malaria to work on this thing fine let him do that i don't want the drug or the vaccine though i want natural solutions and none of those are even being talked about but the chinese and other cultures are using these very effectively they say Why are we not talking about this in America? The natural solutions, fresh air, plenty of sunlight, plenty of sleep, vitamin C, vitamin D, plenty of water and hydration. Nobody's talking about those things that I can see. Coronavirus deals blow to NASA. They say they can't get to the moon by 2024 and it's all Corona's fault. Coronavirus is the latest free speech problem. They say because of the coronavirus on Twitter, you're not even allowed to joke about the coronavirus anymore. 
There's a lawsuit in Dallas by Larry Klayman and others trying to sue the Chinese, saying, hey, the Chinese government created the coronavirus as a biological weapon. I don't know if it's created as a weapon or not, and I don't know who created it. I'm not going to blame it on the Chinese, though, just because it broke out in China. California governor says, I don't think schools are going to open again. This is a very sobering thing to say. What does that mean? They're not going to open again ever? See, that kind of rhetoric is just over the top. Newer online opportunities for education is one of the blessings of coronavirus. To say, how can we educate less expensively? And how can we prevent everybody from getting into a building altogether? How do we, Look, it's the driving back and forth to school and work at school and work that's a serious environmental issue as well, right? The environmentalists should be applauding this. Anyway, Tulsi Gabbard endorses Biden. What a waste that is. Sad, sad for you, Tulsi. Utah State Legislature passed 510 bills this year, 574 last year, and 533 in 2018. So they're passing legislation like all get out. But here's what I find interesting. How come in the coronavirus we're not supposed to have more than 10 people gathering, but Congress seems to get together on a regular basis? Do they think they're exempt from the rules or something? What's up with those people? Hunter Biden's hip-hop record label melted down, defaulting on his mortgage payments and everything else. Ring, that's the doorbell company that does the video video doorbells with footage and cameras and everything. Looks like they've been in bed with the cops and not telling anybody about it. Shame on Ring or shame on Amazon who now owns Ring. But they say that, believe it or not, Ring's work with police without the people knowing it lacks solid evidence of even reducing crime. So they spied on all of us. They're not even reducing crime. There's no evidence that it reduces crime. Anyway, good news. A customer left a $2,500 tip for the staff right before the restaurant's closed. And people can't dine in anymore. That's good news. Disabled woman shoots and kills a home invader. That's good news, too. Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, donate a million dollars to food banks to help low-income families. That's a good private sector solution, not going to the government. MLB, what's that, the uh, major basketball league or baseball league, whatever. They're uh, donating a bunch of money to uh, $30 million because they want replace lost wages for stadium employees. That's a good news piece, in my opinion. So anyway, uh, there you got it. Or there you have it. Do you want to keep your job and get the coronavirus or lose your job? Or maybe get the coronavirus and lose your job, huh? Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. People are going to attack me relentlessly for my bold recommendations, but I stand by them, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, one of the greatest think tanks on the planet. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate you. Without you, we wouldn't even be here. So spread the word. LibertyRoundtable.com is our website for our local show. LibertyNewsRadio.com and LovingLiberty.net, our two syndicated radio networks. Thank them. Donate to them. We're grateful for everyone's participation. I declare we the people. Along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. The only question left is, will you help us? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.